Well, hello, this is Hillary Burns again with Get Real and Get Free, where we say what can't be said and discuss the AAA formula for freedom, which is awareness, acceptance, and action. And today, I am delighted to have with me Dan Nzinga, who's a business coach, a dream chaser, and a lover of humanity. And Dan is actually in the Dominican Republic right now. He was born in Florida. And we are going to have a really cool conversation. Do you want to bring it up, Dan? <laughs> or do you want me to? <laughs> Go ahead and introduce it. Yeah, so on this podcast, we talk about where people get stuck. We kind of go over it and then we create solutions. Now, sometimes the people have already created solutions already and they talk about what they've created. But today we're going to do something really fun, which is we're going to look at Dan's relationships and on the on the spot, on the couch, on the whatever, we're going to be we're going to be seeing what opens up for him. OK, he said a couple things. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be good. So anyway, Dan, welcome. Welcome to Get Real and Get Free. It's great to see you again. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Okay. So Dan was talking about the kind of relationship that he's creating, which I'll let him say. But he said something, which is his relationships with one individual don't work. So he wants to try a new concept. A group. A group relationship. So I was like, well, my antenna went up to say, well, let's see. What about the individual ones don't work for Dan? Because he might just bring that piece into the group ones and then have it all over again. So what if you were just going to look at your relationships, Dan, what would you say was the problem? Like, is it always the same problem? So I also want to point out that it's not just Dan. But most of humanity have problems with one-on-one relationships. Yes. Because statistically, yes. <laughs> statistically, they I think most people before they actually get married has been in about eight romantic relationships from high school to the time they get married. Seven to eight relationships. So even if, and I'm talking about just marriages, but just relationships. So even if everybody, when they got married, it worked out, that's still like one out of nine. That's like less than 20% chance of succeed when you get in a relationship with somebody that you actually end up marrying them. And we also know that 50% of marriages end up in divorce anyways. So that probably brings the stat down to like 10% chance. Now, I don't know about you, but most people, if they say, look, go ahead and work for this month and use a 10% chance you'll get paid at the end of the month. Most people are going to be like, I'm going to pass on that because that's, those percentages are bad. So for me, going into a relationship, like one-on-one, which I've had, I counted back. So I'm going, I'm like finalizing my second divorce right now. So I've had, I counted, I was like 10 good relationships, but when I really counted all the actual relationships, probably been like 12 relationships that I've had from high school, my first girlfriend to girls in college that I dated. And I'm talking about not just people that I've actually been with, but people that actually was an official relationship. You're my girlfriend. I'm your boyfriend. We know, everybody knows, your family knows. Or my friends know this is my girl. If you did something, it'll be considered cheating. So that's what I consider like a relationship where it's like romantic. I have certain privileges that other people don't have. (laughs) Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Okay. So I've been through 12 of those. And all 12 of them have failed. And a lot of people have been through more of those. So I think that the definition of insanity is keep trying the same thing over and over. Now, why don't they work? Because you said... Why didn't it work or why doesn't it work for a lot of people? 
where I find it difficult is not the love aspect, is the decision-making and the direction aspect. Because I'm a driven guy, I like to do things, I like to go places. Do. So then we have to, it's like we're in a car together and there's two people in the car. If there's two drive steering wheels, this car's going to have an accident. You need one steering wheel because two people can't drive the same car unless you split the car in half. Because you want to go right, I want to go left. So there's one steering wheel and we, we both share the power of the driving in a, in a traditional one-on-one relationship. I want to go right, you want to go left. And we argue about it or we debate about it. Finally, we go right because I either I argued you or I think you let me win because you're compromising. But you don't let me win because you think going right is better. You let me win because you love me and you're compromising. And you expect the same thing the next time we have this situation. So the next time we have this situation, you want to go left. I'm like, no, we should go right. You're like, but I let you win last time. I'm like, yeah, you didn't let me win because it's me. You let me win because it's the right decision to make. Like, no. So no matter what I say about going right, you're, gonna, you're not going to take it. You're going to be like, well, you're the one saying it. Of course, you're going to convince me that this is the best option. And one person feels unheard. And one person feels like they're always getting trampled on. And the other person feels like they always have to argue to get their point across. And why can't you just follow? And then that just, it just doesn't work. I mean, so 50-50 relation, like one-on-one nowadays is supposed to be partnership, 50-50 relationship. And in my, in my mind, it doesn't work because, unless you agree. Because you can't vote. Two people can't vote. It's like my word against yours. So, and nothing else in life or in like society has that concept where it works. Like a, a basketball team has a coach. Everybody doesn't have 50-50 say. A, a city has a mayor. There's like leadership in everything. But somehow in marriages, in the Western world now, leadership is kind of like, no, well, it's a partnership and everybody has equal power, which is fine. I love the concept. But I feel like it works better when there's a group of people because at least you can vote and at least you can discuss and at least you'll get another opinion. And it's not just saying, if I'm already mad at you, I'm not going to convince you of anything. Like, like, you're mad at me and I'm trying to convince you that this is the right cho- option, but you're already mad at me. You already feel some kind of way. It's better to hear it from somebody else that's in the relationship. Hearing it from your mom who's not in the relationship. So what usually happens is, I know I'm talking a lot, but what usually no, happens good. is... <laughs> <laughs> is that I have a problem with my wife and a one-on-one relationship. I can't reach her, so I go talk to my friends and family on my side of the story. They don't hear her side, so obviously they're going to be on my side because I'm going to frame it in a way that makes sense for me. And then they're going to bash her and say, man, she's so selfish. She's not a team player. This and da, 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 da. And then I win. I win with my family. I'm like, okay, at least I feel good. So I go back in my relationship. Even if I get let her get her way, at least I got validation from my group of people. Over time, my group of people start seeing my wife as this evil person. And whenever I go back to them with anything, they're always going to have negative feedback. Even when I go with something good, they're going to be like, you should leave her. And then when I stay with her, then I'm the stupid idiot because I stay with her. When this whole story, they might they're missing a whole part of it. So... Family is not really the ones I should be asking advice to or criticizing my spouse about. But I have no one to talk to. But a group relationship is different. You have people to talk to. And you have people who are involved but are not as as emotionally charged or riled up in that situation. So that you can say, okay, it's not personal. Maybe I should consider. Like, there's more to consider. And I find it works better. Okay. Now, can we go back to an example of you saying right and she saying left, like what would be an example? 
that you argued over? Simple little stuff. We're having a bit like we still still today can't even agree on the name of our kid. And we have a four-year-old. We're still fighting over the name. <laughs> so that's a simple example. But even before it's born, hey, let's paint this wall blue. I think it's fine. Okay, it's white. It's, it's fine. No, let's paint it blue. Okay, you're only four months pregnant. We can wait till. No, I want it done this weekend. Chill, relax. I'll do it. Just calm down. I come from work. Her father-in-law is painting it. I thought we already agreed to that. That stuff like I, that gets under my skin. Like we're discussing something that she can't agree, so she's gonna go to her family and get her family to do it or get the validation, whatever she needs. We're moving in the kids' dresser and stuff. I'm me and the father-in-law carrying the stuff. Hey, let me call her to make sure this is where she wants it. I'm like, I, it's here. It's gonna be fine. Eh, I don't want any trouble. Let me call her. I, like she's the authority and make decisions on where what happens with the kids' nursery or what stuff like. So. There's just a lot, like, that's just one thing. Like, we can't agree on certain stuff. Do we travel? Do we not travel? Do we take time off? Like, just every little decision becomes fighting for your rights in the relationship. And it's not like like that for everybody. But I know that the women that are not like that over time will feel, like, dominated sometimes and not feel good. And I don't like to leave people like that. And I don't want to bash my exes. I do think it's a lot of work and a lot of responsibility for women. I almost feel bad now for them. Now that I'm in the type of relationship that I'm creating, which I'm not finished creating it, but I'm creating it, I feel bad now because I'm like, man, it's a lot of work for one person to, women, American women, first for one, you know, you got to work, you got to clean, you got to cook, you got to have babies, you got to do all this stuff. Yes, the man helps out. But she said it's a lot of work for her, and you got to entertain. You got to you got to take care of my personal needs. You got to take care of my business needs as a business person. I want my wife next to me helping me out, and you got to take care of the house. That's a lot of work, where the man generally just focuses on work and bringing in the income. You know, even though she works too, you know. But normally he makes he's supposed to make more. So anyway, I just see that it's a lot of work for one person, and I don't think that one woman really can fulfill the guy's needs. Like most men, I talk to a lot of married people, most men always complain they don't get enough sex from their wives. I mean, that's, and then the women are like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not tired from doing all this stuff. I'm like, okay, put sex on the top of your list. Why does it have to be on the last, when you've done everything else, then sex is the last thing that you, if you have time, if you have energy for it. Because for a man that's important, or a lot of men I've spoken to, including myself, I don't want that. I don't want to live in a sexless marriage. And a lot of men are, you know. So I, I assert, or I'm assuming that it's just too much work for one person. It's a lot of work. A lot of females will say that. And so when there's a team, I say team, when it's a team relationship, there's, you don't have to put pressure on one person. Literally, anybody on the team, and I've had a taste of it, can take two days off every week where they don't have to do anything. How many... Wives in America can take two days off where they don't have to cook, they don't have to do anything, they don't have to, they just have to they just lay in bed all day, they don't have to run chores, nothing. So they like it because they get help. And four people can always do more than two that are, four united people can do more than two that are divided. <laughs> That's it. Now, is this team one man and three women? Like, what's the split here? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So that's cool. Now But there are rules. There are rules for this and there are standards. And I think that as I when I'm done creating this, people who because I've talked about it, a lot of guys are interested, like, wow, how did you do that? How do you do that? 
I think I might eventually create a program and be like, look, if you guys want to do this, here are the steps to follow. Here's how to get it done. All right. Yeah, no, it's great. Now, when you're talking about, you know, the decisions and being right and, um, you know, you want to go right, she wants to go left. It seems like you both want to get your own way, right? Absolutely. And it's like a power struggle. Absolutely. Now, did you ever say, okay, you know, you want to play, you want to paint the walls blue now, like, let her paint them. Like, what's the problem if, if you, if she wants something, then you let her have it. What would, does that, tell me about that. So I met her. I think right before I took the landmark forum in 2014. Okay. And then I was totally transformed by that. You know, I had finished in my first marriage. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make this is going to be totally different. It's going to be perfect. I would take the seminar. Seminar blew my mind. So I came in like a whole other brand new person that my exes didn't get before. And she got this really awesome person that was like, hey, you can win. I say, baby, I don't owe you. You, know, you don't owe me anything. Whatever you want, I can just detach. I'm not attached to anything. So if, if you want the wall blue and I want it white, but it's a, a struggle, I just detach from the white wall, we could have it your way. I was the perfect husband, the perfect guy. She told all of her family. When we did the wedding, she picked all the colors. I was super happy. The whole ceremony was with grace and ease. I had my friends there. Everything was perfect. And I think our relationship was pretty much, everyone was like, wow, she changed. Everyone, all my friends thought that she changed me. It wasn't her that changed right. me. It was my landmark thing. Like, but it was around the same time. You know, I'm, I wasn't ashamed. Of, I was like fearless lover, fearlessly loving. And no matter what she had, I made it perfect. I was like, she was perfect. I, because people like you and her mom were like, she's not perfect. I'm like, she's perfect because she's exactly how I want it. And I can always adapt what I want. So no matter what, I could choose to love, what love to want the blue wall. So I did all of that stuff. And it was a great two and a half years, I would say. So then what years. happened? Well, then... I started realizing that the life that I had was not, like, I want to create something. And that wasn't what I had. You know, I wasn't what I was going for. And then she wasn't willing to actually make any concessions either. She's like, I got my dream. Because her dream was to get, she had the job she wanted, but she didn't want a promotion, she didn't want anything. All she needed left was that man, which I came in her life, a baby, now she got it. I'm like, is there anything you want? I don't want anything else. I don't want nothing to change. I want it to be just the same way. And I have dreams and ambitions. I want things to change. I quit my, I had my own business. I quit all that to go get a traditional job because that's what she wanted. She wanted me to say, oh, I want the benefits and just, you know, security. I like the risk of things. I like the trying. I like the pride of having my own stuff. But for seven years or whatever, for a long time, I just went along to get along. And even her own dad was like, mm, you better watch out, you know. And at, at some point, I'm like, I, I woke up and I'm like, I'm in a situation where I don't have any friends because she doesn't have a need for that. I don't have any community. And I'm not being, I'm not getting sex like I want to. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I was like, this is not what I want to create. And it looked like it wasn't going to get any better or it wasn't going to change anywhere because why don't you just your skill. Now, she doesn't like Landmark, but she likes when I go and take the seminars because when I take the seminar, I'm a great husband because I just detach from everything. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I realized that life is short and 
it's, I don't want to be in a power struggle, and I also want to lead. I like leading. I like to have influence, and I can even have influence on my own family. Like, I can't even lead my own family, so that's the problem. She wants to lead. Basically, who wants, who wants to be the boss? She wants to be the boss. I want to be the boss. That's, I would say, the fundamental problem, and that leads to other problems because then you can't make a decision. She made a decision with her mom and then bring it to me. If I don't go along with it, oh, you're not being a team player. You're not... Like, we didn't, the team didn't agree on this. The team is both of us, not just you, <laughs> you know? And so that's the thing. If she, her family functions are family, her activities are family functions. My activities are just me being selfish. Even though I was like, no, I'm inviting you and I want you guys to come. I want you guys to do this. This is your thing. But she wanted to go her thing, then that's the family thing. So it's just the culture that was created in the house was just not good for me. That's like the the main thing. And I think that even a team relationship that wouldn't it wouldn't have been like that because I would have been able to get at least some satisfaction from other members. Everyone all the members aren't responsible for every little thing. Other people have different personalities, different types, different things. People can make sacrifices for a while and then, you know, come back. Every time I would almost threaten to leave because of because of no sex, and I'd get like four days of unlimited sex. Yay! And then it goes back to normal, where now you have to beg and, and, and plead and go months without having sex. That's just one aspect of it. But I, but if in a team relationship, it wouldn't be like that, because somebody could do four days and then don't have to do anything for a month, because I, you know, there's others that can give me that that affection that I needed. And wow, I, mean, I just I really had to think about this. It, it just easier for it's not just for me like I want three women I want three wives it's not just for me it's I see the drain it is on one person and when I've had like three and I come back down to one I see how much work she has to do and it's like ah oh, she has to do like 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 I'm getting the help is really for her <laughs> mainly because it's a lot of stuff and I don't want to go without and I don't think that I'm also enough to give everything to so when you have a team aspect for me, it just works better. It seems, because I haven't had it for that long. So it could be like, it's going to break down later. I'm like, well, that's probably just about like one-on-one relationships. They all break down later too. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it seems like when you first got in, you were giving, 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 and maybe not getting what you wanted. So you were keeping her happy at your own sacrifice. And then when you were like, well, wait a second, what about me? Let's like you change the rules, and she was like, "Well, wait a second, you know this wasn't what I signed up for. This wasn't the guy, and I'm not saying she should have, but was she not willing to work with well, you? One rule hey, this is you know, let's work it out. Let's create what we want together." She you wouldn't know? budge because it's not what she wanted. What I wanted is not. It's, it's basically like we're not bad people, but it's like she's playing the NFL and I'm playing the NBA. And she wants me to quit. I quit the NBA to go play with her in the NFL. Now I'm like, I miss playing basketball. I want to come. Can you come with me to the NBA? No, I don't want to. I want to play in the NFL. I want to keep it how it was. I'm like, I want to do this. Yeah. But there is one thing, though, that before I even met on the first date, I'd been my divorce. I'd been through a couple of relationships. And I was like, okay. I was talking to different girls. And she was like, okay, she's great, no kids, has her career, knows what she wants, has her own house. Like, she was already good. I'm like, okay, I don't want to ruin this person, so I want to set this trap. Like, if I want to get in a relationship with you, when I first met her, I realized, I was talking to other girls too, but I realized she was the one that I would say, I don't say I had quality, but, you know, she didn't have any kids. 
she already had her career together. She already had her house. She already had her stuff. And I didn't want to ruin her time or waste her time. And I know that she, at the age she was in, she really wanted to get in a relationship. She'd never been married. Whereas the other girls I'm talking to, uh, you know, divorced, had kids, which is not a problem. I'm not saying it's, like, not worth anything. But I didn't want to mess up this person. So I said, look, if, if I get in a, talking with you, it's going to be for marriage because I really like you and I don't want to waste your time. But I got one problem, though. So I don't want to waste your time. If you know that you can't handle this problem, don't even get in Don't even go on the first date with me because I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do it. And so there's going to be a problem. And I promise you that this is what, this is what I want. What is the problem? I don't want to cook. That's the problem. I don't want to cook. I don't think about that. She's like, oh, no problem, baby. I'll cook, and I'll show you some stuff in the kitchen. I'm like, I don't want to learn anything in the kitchen. I know how to cook. I've cooked before. I don't want to cook. I've been married. I've been in many relationships. I've cooked. I this and that. I don't want to cook. And I got to a point where I'm like, I don't want to cook. I'd rather eat in restaurants all day. I'd rather not be married. Like, I'm telling you straight up, if you know that you don't want to cook, don't do it. Don't get in a relationship. Okay, no problem. We got married. First two years, she cooked all the time. And then all of a sudden, she just stopped. I don't know. I think she had a much. I had a conversation with her mom or my my sister in law. All of a sudden, she stopped. Oh, I'm tired. You're tired? Like I'm tired. This is too bad. I mean, like you should cook sometimes. She's, I'm like, I don't. I told you I don't cook. So that was already a problem right there. And then her, she's like, No, if you are hungry enough, then you'll eat. So then I'm starved. So then she purposely doesn't doesn't feed me. There's food. So I'm like, the deal was I buy the food, you cook. And now it was like I'm not cooking. She's not cooking. And so that was our instruction. I have to buy food outside. And when I buy food from the outside, oh, you didn't buy me food. I'm like, why did I do all these groceries? And, you know, I want to cook. Because then I don't cook. I'm buying other solutions. She just want to piggyback on my solution. And that's not what I want. I don't want to buy food all the time. <laughs> and she didn't want to cook. So I, I know this is stupid. And I, it's maybe, maybe sexist. Like, why should she cook? But I said this from the beginning. I said it from the beginning. And, and so after two years, I, had, I hung in there for five extra years. It was always a struggle for like years. She wouldn't do, she wouldn't do it at all. And then finally, when she did cook, she would never take the food out and put it on the plate. She would, or you know, or you might as well take it to the table. When my family would come over, the women, like my cousins, I'm like, see how they're doing it? They feed, you know, they they prepare their meal and they divide it up. And they put it on the table. You know, it's like, nah, I already cooked. You go get it on the pot, which is fine. But for me. I don't want it to be like that. I want to. I feel loved when someone cooks. When I cook for myself, I don't feel loved. I feel like, man, there's seven billion people on the planet. Like, like, like. I don't. If I don't eat, I'm gonna die. Like, there's anybody who values my life enough to say I'm getting enough value from this guy that I'll, 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 I'll cook for you to make sure that you're alive, so you can put gas in the tank, so that you can give me back what you're giving to me. But it was now I get that. Now I don't cook. And because people in my life see my value and need me, like, I'm making their life better. If there's no Dan, they are going to have a drastic drop in quality of life. So for them, this is just, like, more than happy to cook for me and make sure that I eat and that I'm fed. And I feel loved that way. Wow. And did you, ever, did you know that back then, that that's the way you felt loved? Yeah, before that, my other relationship, no, but in that relationship, I came in saying that. So before the relationship even started, I said, I'm not going to negotiate on that part. So I'd rather not be married if, like, like if I'm going to cook for myself, then I might, I could just live by myself, have different girlfriends. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be married if I have to cook for myself. That was my, that was my, and I told her that from the beginning. 
And she was like, okay, no problem. Even when she tried to teach me, I'm like, I don't want to learn, and I already know how to do it. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. Unless I'm dying, like, and sometimes I do cook because she starves me and I have to cook. But <laughs> but I, I'll be cooking out of a grudge rather, like, dang, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so hungry and I have to cook. Or I just go out and buy food. So that's my negative. I'm a good man. I have that one problem. I, ref- I don't want to cook. But I do sometimes, but I don't want to. So for you, it's like if somebody cooks, that's when you feel they love you. So you... They care about me. You're kind yeah. of testing them in a way, you know, in a sense. I'm not testing them. Well, when she said she wasn't going to cook, what did you say? What did you decide in your mind? I said, what, I thought she was joking. I'm like, what about our agreement? She said, she's tired. I'm like, okay, well, for a week or something. I'm like, but then we turned the month like she just refused. For her, it seemed like she was diminished. Like she was like less than if she cooked for me. So that she had to humble herself and cook for me. She's definitely not going to take the food out the pot and put it on the plate because that's just too much. Like I'm already cooked for you. So whether you take it or leave it, that's all you're going to get. That was her stand. Wow. So I would get to get it from the pot. But and when I would go you- to my sister's house, I felt more, I felt loved. So did you ever find out what made her feel loved? What made her feel loved was her, her love language is qual, uh, active service and quality time as well. Okay. And so... So did you give her those? Yes, I believe so in many different ways. Uh, quality time, we take trips together. She liked going, on, going to museums, which I like as well. You know, I would go into her world a lot most of the time. And do the stuff she loved, watch her shows with her, give her quality time in the shows that I like I don't really like, but I'd get involved in her T V shows, go on walks at the park that she's you know, I would go along with her programs a lot. But she still refused to cook. No, she didn't. She refused to cook. And I think even when she did cook, when like in the last two years she like would cook dinner. But that's it. But it's like I'm coming for lunch. Like lunch, I'm going to be no, don't go. Like when you're cooking during COVID, it's like okay, don't touch that. That's for dinner. So if she cooks for dinner. That's going to be the same for leftover for the next dinner. Like, but I still got to eat breakfast and lunch. Like I'm not like basically I'm going to eat once a day. So basically, eat snacks during the day and then dinner because I don't because she's not going to cook. So I don't know. There was something about the whole cooking thing. It was so stupid. We went to counseling. The counselor's like, "Why are you guys here? You guys are arguing about cooking and washing dishes." It's like this is so stupid. The counselor was like, is this camera here? He, she, like, laughed us out of his room after, like, really? the third session. The counselor was like, guys, your marriage is not in trouble. You got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, it is in trouble. <laughs> he, like, laughed at us. He's like, I have people who deal with sexual abuse, infidelity, drunken driving, and alcoholism, and cocaine, like, drugs. Like, I deal with real issues. You guys are coming here with who's going to who's gonna cook and who's going to watch. He's like, he's like, my wife cooks for me, and if I'm not here, she puts the food in the microwave. When I come, I eat it. I'm like, see? But she's like, I ain't doing it. Like, she just didn't, there was something about it. Yeah, it was like but a power I, I play. Like, it was like you wanted her to prove that she loved you. She didn't feel valued. You know, something like that. Like, yeah. she felt like. I wanted me to drop that rule to prove that I loved her. Right. Like, you love me enough. You're not going to divorce me because I'm not cooking. Right. Basically. So there you go. So you were both being right. right. No one's going to give. You know, like it could have been if you dropped the rules, she would have been like, okay, now I'll cook. Do you know what I mean? Because then, so, but anyway, it's just, you know, when you get, 
when you get into a power play, it's all people want is to be loved. They just want to feel loved, right? You just wanted to feel loved by her cooking. She didn't feel loved, whatever. So she was stuck in her little thing. Well, you got to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to you got to take away the rule and you're like, I'm not taking away the rule. So boom. And then look, now you're divorced. Yeah, but happier. <laughs> is she happier? I don't know. I asked her. She doesn't really answer. But I don't know if she's happier, but I'm happier. Because you don't have the... You have people that cook for you now? <laughs> I people cook for me. I have people... That's why, I mean, the way I live here would be hard to do it in the Dominican Republic. I mean, in the United States. I'm in the Dominican Republic now. And I've been able to create... Like, stuff is cheaper. People's... Like a, a average salary from where we we are, like these most people make less than three hundred dollars a month. Um, like two fifty wow. is like good, you know. Um, I was like this bartender works six hours, six days a week, and she makes like two hundred dollars a month, you know. So and these are like happy that they have a job because not everybody has that job. So when I get somebody and pay them $500 a month for the work for me in my business, they like are the most, that's like a great, great thing. So I always try to keep people standard and help people get to the next level that they maybe wouldn't have got to. So someone who didn't have a job at all would be happy to get the $200 and you'd like double it for them. And then you get more energy. But, it, but in the stage, you just couldn't do that. It was, I mean, you could, but it was just harder. You have to pay somebody like $60,000 or $80,000 to keep them happy because they already have a $40,000 job. And now you're going to pay 80000 to get them happy, you know? So, so are these the people on your team, these girls? Yeah, so my dream and my vision, what I want to create my life, and what I'm creating is that, because I can work remotely. I'm a you know a business coach. I'm an author. I have a vacation business, so I want I wanted the location freedom, and so I want to travel with my team, and work for, you know go to somewhere for a month, go to ten days. I was just in Colombia for ten days, and just and we can work and have fun at the same time, and that's kind of like my my dream. So I think that it would work better if my team is also the people that I'm in a relationship with, and people say, oh, don't mix business and relationship. But for me, I find that I like that because. You care about my problems, too. If I have a problem in my business, it's your problem as well. And we're going to solve it together because I like I like working. I like working, and it's part of my life as well. And so I have this grand vision in my head of walking through the airport, walking through Miami airport, going to Dubai, you know, when we have a whole community with us. Everybody's, you know, happy. We've got our house there, you know, just stuff like that. Or coming in the summers to the States where I can be with my kids that are that are from my marriage that come together. And in the summers I get my kids with these other people's kids and, you know, they have a grand community, a grand family. I work better in teams because I used to be a basketball player and I just love that whole. So did these... So my question, if I, you know, these girls, let's say you got three, they don't mind sharing you? No, because they see that it works. They see it's better. They see how I treat them. And at first they would be like, oh, I don't know about this. But then when I explain it to them and show them that this is the best, I'm like, have you ever lived with a man one-on-one? And some of them are like, yeah, like it's a lot of work. And like, yeah, but... I don't know about you. And I've lost a lot of good women that way. A lot of good women that were 
would have been would have been great wives, like great, 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 perfect people. But they're like, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to be a part of it. And so there's there's some rules that because I was telling a friend of mine, hey, I want to do this thing, and he's like, well, there's, there's these four rules in the Quran. I'm like, well, I'm not Muslim, I'm like, but you might be able. To, we want to follow them because that's the Quran tells you how to have more than one wife. The first rule is you have to be able to financially take care of all three of them. So you have to have enough income for three people already. So I'm like, okay, that's why it's harder in the States. Here it's easy. So I got to be able to take care of all of them. Rule number two is you have to love all of them equally. I can't have favorites. I can't love one more than the other. I have to love all of them equally, which is easy for me because I love people. Mm-hmm. And I love to love. Rule number three is that they all have to accept each other. So I can't bring somebody. It's not just my decision. It's a team decision to bring somebody in. So I can't say, hey, Hillary, come join my team. The other girls have to be like, uh, we need to talk to Hillary first to see if she's a good fit. (laughs) And they have to love you as well. So so they all have to love you as well. And then the rule number four is I have to be the best husband that they could have found. I have to be the best. I can't just be an average guy. If they could find another guy like me in their area, then it's it's not for them. I have to go and be the best. And here I can be the best with my education, with my background, with my what I bring to them. I can be the best guy that they would have found, you know, in normal circumstances. And so, and give them the best life. I have to drastically change the quality of their life. And you can. I can do that, you know, because these are people who have never been in an airplane. I literally took one of them into a mall when I was in Colombia, and she said the first time she ever shopped in a store for clothes. First time she only buys clothes on the street. She never bought clothes inside of a store. Like she'd been in malls, but she never bought. It's too expensive. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I took her to an all-inclusive resort, and she's like, I've never experienced this type of life in my life. You know, this is just amazing for them. And you know, a grand shopping spree. We went on a shopping spree. We went in five different stores, bought whatever she wanted. He came back. It cost me 156 dollars for the shopping spree that would probably be in the States with like a, a $5,000 shopping spree, you know? And she felt so bad when I said, you know how this, how much it was. She's like, oh my God, I spent so much money. Because for them, that's like a month's salary, you know? Now what you know? about so, children? Don't they want children or they already have? So one of them has a child already, okay? And so like I said, I'm creating. The other one had, there's one somebody that came that didn't work out because she had a kid. But she, her son was nine. And the other girl, her daughter was three. And she's like, I don't want them, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if I want that. So it ended up not working out anyways with her. So that's fine. And another one that has like a, another child similar age, four, three. I love kids anyways. I have a four-year-old. So I get to be the father figure again. And I still get to experience that. So, yeah, they, as far as now, I don't know. I, we haven't discussed if I want any more kids. But that has come up. People are like, oh, there's no problem until one of them gets pregnant. Then there's going to be a problem because that one's going to be the special one who's going to have to be pampered. And the others might, you know, have some kind of thing. So as of now, I don't need to have any kids with them. Yeah. And so. And how, like, how long, how long is this for? Like forever? For three months, six months? Like, like it. I mean, I want to test it out. But, I mean, from what I'm seeing now... If, if I like it, but it doesn't have to be forever. And I, most one-on-one relationships aren't forever anyways, even when they get married, get papers and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if forever is, 
<laughs> is realistic. But I definitely like it. Maybe it won't be the same people. Maybe I'll just keep rotating them and getting other people. But I do like the dynamics of you're never alone. I do think that two wise is not enough and four is too many. Because, um, are you still there? Yeah. You're kind of burnt out. Okay, yeah, you were burnt out a little bit. So, yeah, because when it's two, if there's a dispute, somebody's in the middle, like, oh, I don't know what to say. Like, they're like, you know, even if we fight, we separate, somebody's going to go talk to one person. One person feels alone. But when it's four people, nobody's, you never have to be alone. If I need to go run an errand, I could go with somebody. Um, if I want to stay at home, I can, you know, there's always, you always have somebody around and, um, you just feel, you just, it just, it just feels better. And you don't, are you legally getting married to them or you're just calling them your wives for now? I'm calling them my wives for now because I want them to know that it's more than just a girlfriend, Okay. but it's illegal in the States that I think right. they have more than one <laughs> wife so. anyways. Yeah. It's illegal in the DR to have more than one wife, so they're not really officially my wives. <laughs> but, but you know, after maybe some time, if I realize this is what I want, I wouldn't mind doing that, marrying mm-hmm. one or two, yeah. maybe, because... Yeah, because there's a benefit as well as being an American citizen. There's a benefit for them to, you know, get married as well so that they can have rights in the United States, which I think is like the dumbest injustice in the world. But I think everyone in the world should have the same rights as long as you do what you have to do. Like the rules should be the same for everybody, I think, in my opinion. But there's different rules for different people based on where you're born. Yeah, um, and how long have you... in a hundred years where you're born... How long have you Go been ahead. doing this team relationship? How long how long have you been doing it for? Well, I had the idea even since when I was married. I remember watching Sister Wives with my wife and said, Hey, baby, I think I think I want two more wives. She's like, you can do that, but not with me. I said, Let's just watch the show, let's watch the show. And she watched it. She's like, These people are stupid. She's like, huh. Like I wouldn't share my husband. No, no, no. And I just like try to bring it up and she's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you know. So I always had that. I did wanted to try it out. I wanted to try it out because I remember I worked on a small team. I would, I sold vacations and had a small team, like five people and hanging out with my team. I used to feel so good. We had so much fun. We joke. Yeah. There'd be a little drama on the team, but we all loved each other. You know, we, you know, I remember I took them to the company didn't know when I took them on a vacation or like a two day vacation. I just scheduled everyone's days off kind of like in a way I had some people replace the people that when they want to go, Replace it, but our, our core five was able to go on a vacation together. Um, those were like good, good, uh, good stuff. We go out to eat together, and we working together, and it's like you, you're someone struggling, you help the other person out. So I just liked that, and I just felt really good with that atmosphere. And I wasn't romantic, but you know, I, I liked it. So I always kind of had that idea, and I actually started doing it in like November or like yeah, like. October, I started. October, I was talking to the girl, and I told her that. And she was like, you're crazy. So she like said, block me, block my phone number, delete all my Facebook stuff. She said, delete all my pictures from your phone. Then she like just basically tell me I'm crazy. No, this was like in September. And then I was like, all right, I guess I lost her. And then when I actually started, I brought her, she came back, and she, she came back to work with me. And I still tell her, I still have my dream. She's like, hey, you'd be such a good man, but your ideas are just so crazy. She's like, you're such, she liked how I interact with her kids, and I, would, I liked it too. And I'm like, I don't want to give up on this dream. I want to, if I try it, it doesn't work, okay. 
I don't know, but I don't want to have this in my head. Like, what would it be like? And so I, I said, look, I'll do whoever I get with. I'm like, I'll do anything for you. But I'm not gonna give up on my dream. I'm gonna get it first, and then I'll give up on it. I'm not gonna give up on it before I get it, <laughs> because I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not. And I think from when I have had it, and I've had three working together, doing things, I'm like, oh my god, this is so hard. I've never felt more proud walking down the street, <laughs> and. Other men never have never admired me more. Other men are like admire me. They're like asking me questions. I literally this guy picked me up from Santo Domingo. It's a three hour drive to where I live. Three hours. He was just talking about that the whole time. Three hours asking me questions. Who are these girls? That which, which girls better? Like it's like people have told me you should turn this into a YouTube channel. You should have this. People are interested in this. Guys are like, hmm, tell me more. So then my, I go back to the stage and my friend's like, this is the three wives guy. The three wives guy. And I'm like, this is how he introduced me. They were like, oh, the three wives guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, three wives. And then everyone's like, oh, it's once I show them the pictures of the girls, they're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> You're living a life. Because I see these beautiful wow. women that I couldn't get in the States. I couldn't, I'm not, being, I'm not even lying. I tell the girls that themselves. I'm like, look, if you were in the States, you wouldn't be with me. They're like, yes, we would. Why not? I'm like, we don't care about you material, but I'm like, you don't get it. You won't be with me in the States. So <laughs> when I go to the States, I'm invisible. I walk, nobody looks at me, nobody sees me. I go to the mall, I'm just invisible. I go to the club, I go try to go out, I go to the bar. Nobody looks at me, nobody sees me. I'm with my friend, I'm like, dang, we're just invisible. I'm like, I need to go get my ass back to the DR where I'm actually visible. I'm actually, some people actually see me, notice me when I walk down the street. So, you know, that's... I, I feel bad now for a lot of men who are stuck in these situations that I was in and not knowing there's another option. And I'm happy that I had the guts to try something else because even if I've been thinking, man, even if I die now, these last six months have been so great. I'm not going to be mad. Like, God, you can take me. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with my life. This, these last six months <laughs> have, been, have been awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I can't wait to hear. So you've been doing this six months. I can't wait to talk to you in another six months and see what happens. I mean, obviously you're happy. It's working for you. If as long as it's working for the women, we'll see. Can we have another uh, installment have in like six months? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the women have a choice. They what? can leave. They can. Yeah, the women have a choice to go. So I think it's working for them because they have a choice. And when when yeah. when, when I kick, oh, they would leave. Yeah. Well, there's one that I, I made leave, and then she talked to the other girls, and the other girls were like, come on, you need to have her back, take her back, take her back. And I'm like, ah. You know, but having that other people, the other girls saying, because she was the best cook on the team, right? They're like, we miss her. We miss her cooking. <laughs> and wow. and she needed the, she needed something to do, so she really – and still recently, I, I eventually it still didn't work out, but recently she's messaging me like, yeah, I would definitely want that again because – the key is they're working too. So they get paid as well for their work. So that's kind of like the key and then not having that not having that element. So it's like an extra layer that makes it like okay, he's not just talking, he's not just giving me love. He's actually changing my life. I can actually feed my kids. I could actually send money to my mom and my dad like mm. and their friends would be like, "You're stupid. You better get with this guy." You know? Because I don't want a lot of women. I just want three. It's not even a lot. It's like, I don't want four. I don't want, you know. <laughs> and I just want to say this one last thing. You just want three. You just want three. Yeah, I just want to say, say one last thing. <laughs> now I understand, like, 
Okay, a lot of men, most men, are attracted to more than one person. But because they're married, they repress that, that energy. Or they lie. They either lie about how they feel, or they lie about what they're doing, which is worse, and or they repress, repress that, that feeling. And so now before I used to be very like anti-showing that you're gay publicly or something like that, you know, like, oh, you don't have to do that for the kids, you know, more traditional type of person. But now that I'm totally untraditional, now I'm like, okay, so why should, why should gay people have to repress their feelings? And of what they're doing, and it's because I don't want to repress. Now I feel free. I don't have to repress my feelings because I am in love with more than one person. Why should I hide that? Why should I lie about that? And it's the first time in my life I don't have to lie. I, I can just be straight up honest. I trust more than I've ever trusted before because they allow me to be who I am. And so if you allow me to be how I am, like when I have two, when I have one, I can actually go look for somebody else together with the other person. This is the greatest. You know, I can see somebody be like, "Wow, this girl is really beautiful," and tell my partner, "That girl is really beautiful." Mm. And she's like, "Yeah, she is." Yeah, I'll go get her number for you. That's so. I'm like, "Oh, this is so cool." <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, this is like going cool to me. Wow. And the girls like, "There's no jealousy on the team. They can't be. They'll they'll be jealous for another person. Like anybody that's not on the team, I talk to, I look at, they are super jealous. But if you're on the team, there's no jealousy on the team." Wow. Cool. Dan, this has been fascinating. (laughs) What? What'd you say? We didn't actually overcome. We didn't actually overcome any problems was the point of the call to overcome a problem. (laughs) No, no. I mean, look, it's, it's different. I mean, you had a, a problem in your last relationship and you created a solution. I mean, you know, I think yeah. guys would love this solution. I'm, as a woman, I don't know. I don't know if I could not be jealous. I think I would be insecure. But you know what? I, I want to see what's happening in six months, see if it's still working. I mean, not just to be fascinated by it. Because, you know, if you can be yourself, God bless. You know, you have your rules from the Quran. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm fascinated yeah. by it. And I think it's interesting. People. The one thing... The one thing that I that I didn't say earlier, um, when you had said all your relation, you know, all twelve of your relationships failed, like that's just one thing. Like, like if you could, if you, there, there's some reason that you say they failed, okay? But if you could look at, look at it in a new context, you know, you had them for as long as you had them, and then you didn't have them. They didn't yeah. fail. They just didn't keep going but yeah. maybe those relationships were to supposed to be there that short to take you to the next one to take you to here you know who knows what you're creating i mean i don't know i could judge it i could say wow that's wrong no i'm not saying that i'm saying hey this is interesting but so maybe- you know that's the only thing instead of looking at it like you failed you just like you're fascinated you're learning each one teaches you something and it's taken you to the next one then you so don't I'll have to feel, yeah. you know, I don't I know, just something to suggest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Because I could alter that language. It's not like it failed. It just failed because you had the idea that it was going to last forever. And now if you get a divorce, you failed. And I'm like, I don't want to say that I failed. I just, it just ran its course. And now I'm on to the next thing. But people still see it. And I guess we see ourselves as, well, it failed because it didn't last forever. But who made the rule that it should last forever. 
We can right. do that. And it, then it disempowers you. I mean, when I got divorced, I got divorced too. It was like, I didn't fail. I went as long as I could, you know, but like there were things that weren't working for me. So then I, I created something new, you know, so it's all in the context. I could say I failed and feel bad about it for the rest of my life, but that's not going to serve me creating a life I love to think of myself as a failure. I need, I could just so say, I I say need, what? How should I, how would you suggest that I say it? You could say you've had 12 or however many relationships. You've had them. And, and there were yeah. great things and you learned from them and each one took you to the next relationship. You know, and I learned a lot from my marriage. I didn't speak up. I, I didn't. I'm not a victim to it anymore. I mean, I see my responsibility in it. I did the best. We both did the best we could at the time or we would have done something different. That's all we could have done, you know. So, you know, you did the best you could. You said the thing about cooking. She changed her mind. That was it. It was a deal breaker. No one was willing to budge. You know, going back now, maybe you could see other things to do, but that's the way it was. So you learned. Okay, next time, don't give an ultimatum. You know, whatever. You you see what I'm saying? Like, you could just say, yeah, I learned from each one. They were great. Okay, yeah, we're, yes. getting, we're getting to the end. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. This has been fascinating. Um Thank you so much. I mean, I can't wait to hear what happens. I mean, you know, who knows? Who knows? But okay, if it doesn't work out to me, I'm not like me like it's fail. I, I experienced something for yeah. a while. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you're discovering. It's a discovery. It's a creation. So anyway, if you want to reach Dan, Dan is an excellent business coach. He's creative. He's all about um, people chasing yeah. their dreams. Mm-hmm community at team creating fascinating teams and you can reach him at dan d-a-n and zingo which is n as in nancy z i n as in nancy ga.com so dan and zinga.com reach out to dan he's an awesome coach he believes in people our prior conversation he's helping a lot of people in the Dominican to raise their standard of living. He's very generous and he believes in people. Thank so you. anything you want to say in closing, Dan, this was really cool. No, just thank you for the opportunity. Um, and you know, I just, I had fun doing these, this conversation with you. And if anybody uh, needs me and has a business that wants to create a community around it, even if you don't have it, you're not ready to sell yet, but you want to create a community around your business idea. I'm the, uh, Probably best in the world at creating 21-day challenges that engages community. So if you're interested in that, I can definitely help with that. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Was there anything that you saw newly out of this conversation that you hadn't seen in what you're creating? Well, that my other relationship didn't necessarily fail. So maybe I need to alter my language. Maybe I say that to like justify what I'm doing now. So I need to look at, like, I say, oh, it failed. So now I'm going to try something. Or I can still say... It, it was an experience that I had, and I'm going to experience something different, which might be more powerful, you know. So I saw that, yeah. So thank you for bringing that to my awareness. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. All right. Thank All you, right. everyone. This is Get Real and Get Free. Thanks for joining us, and thank you, Dan. Zinga. <laughs>